If you're watching online, welcome to Triumph today. Uh, we're glad that you're here. We're glad you, that you are a part of us. I want you to stay connected, stay locked in. I believe that God wants to move in your life today. I believe that the Holy Spirit wants to uh, step into wherever you are. doesn't matter where you are, but He wants to step into the room and He wants to help you with your life. He wants to uh, empower you to do great things. And so I want you to get ready to receive today. Don't forget to, you're a part of our service. So don't be doing other things, but stay focused and uh, let's receive from God today. Grab your Bibles, open them with me, if you will. Two verses we'll start with, uh, Acts chapter 3, which is our core verse for this series. We will also read Genesis chapter 41. Genesis 41. So put a marker in Genesis 41, verse 38. And then we will read, but first we will read Acts, the third chapter. Y'all okay this morning? All right. Everybody good? You ready to go? If you're following on your app, if you don't have the app, download it, Triumph Church TX. You can follow along with our sermon notes. Of course, they'll be on the screen as well. Acts chapter 3, verse 19, this is our core scripture, simply says this, Repent, therefore, and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out, so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. There is something refreshing about being in the presence of God. And I am, I am declaring over every person in this room, every person in our church, every person watching, person watching online, that times of refreshing are coming into your life where you can breathe in and be refreshed and renewed and reinvigorated. Breathe in the presence of God. We talked last week uh, about common traits of life-giving people, and, and I want to pick up there because we talked last about enjoying God. Let's slip over now to Genesis chapter 41, verse 38. Men, this is a challenging scripture for you and I, and I and, but for all of us, but especially men on this Father's Day. Genesis 41 and 38. So Pharaoh asked his officials, can we find anyone else like this man? He said, we're going to search the entire kingdom of Egypt, the entire nation of Egypt. And can we find anyone else like this guy? What set him apart? So obviously filled with the Spirit of God. Here's what, now understand, Pharaoh was not a believer. Pharaoh wasn't even a guy who went to children's church as a kid, said he believed in the Lord, but hadn't been to church in 30 years and hadn't prayed in longer than that. No, Pharaoh worshipped other gods. In fact, Pharaoh thought of himself as a god. And yet, he looked at Joseph and said, Can we find somebody so obviously filled with the Spirit of God? He could, it was so obvious, it could not be denied. I, I want the Holy Spirit to be strong in my life, just like Joseph, so much so that everyone in my world, not just you, not just the people that come here to church every Sunday and, and worship God, but that the whole world, the believer and the unbeliever alike, 
can look at my life and say, man, this guy is obviously filled with the Spirit of God. That's a challenge to men. You see, um, we're often trying to be better husbands and better fathers and better friends and better employees, and we should do all that. But what we really need more of than anything in our life is we need more of the Spirit of God. If we had more of the Holy Spirit in our lives, if, if we were walking with Him more, the fruit of the Holy Spirit would accomplish everything you're looking to accomplish in your life. If you're struggling uh, to, and, and you can't seem to get in control of your life, the fruit of the Holy Spirit is self-control. If you're struggling with anxiety and, and stressed out and you're worrying all the time, one of the fruits of the Holy Spirit is peace. If you're struggling to be kind to people and good to people, you're just angry all the time, one of the fruits of the Spirit is kindness and goodness. Do you understand what I'm saying here? If your kids are driving you nuts, you don't need a glass of wine to calm you down. You need the Holy Spirit to give you patience. You tracking with me? We need more of the Spirit of God in our lives so that people can look at us and say they are obviously, there's something different on them. It must be God. You see, we're not physical beings having temporary uh, spiritual experiences, but we are actually spiritual beings having temporary physical beings. Why is that important? Because oftentimes we look at the problems and the circumstances in our life and we try to fix the natural or the physical first. Now, should you attend to the physical? If you're sick, yes, you should go to the doctor. You should use all of the tools at your disposal, but we should also understand that first and foremost, we are spiritual beings and we should get to the root of the issue and get to the spirit part of the problem. Say, God, help us with our spirit. Fill us with your spirit and watch how things begin to change out from there. It'll change your perspective. It'll change how you view the world, how you view yourself, how you view God and how you view the devil and how you view your problems. It will build your faith, not build your doubt. We need more of the Holy Spirit. Over 800 times the word spirit is used in Scripture. And it's translated in a number of ways to a number of different words. But truthfully, most of the time, our English translators use the word spirit. But there's actually multiple different words. In the Hebrew, the word is ruah or hua, like an exhale, hua. And, and the word means a violent exhalation, like when you expel the air out of your body very quickly, very strong. It's a blast of breath or a strong wind. You fast forward to the New Testament, the Greek word is pneuma, P-N-E-U-M-A, pneuma. It means breath or wind, a current of air, a strong breeze, a blast. So every time for the most part, that, the, that Scripture uses the word spirit in reference to God, he is talking about this, there's this blast of air that comes into your life. When the Holy Spirit in, in, comes into you, when he fills you, when he baptizes you, you should feel the, the wind and the breath of God because that is actually what is happening. Remember, it goes all the way back to Adam. Adam was just a, a lifeless form until the breath of God, a blast, a wind, was breathed into him, and suddenly he had life. We talk about having a breath of fresh air. When we talk about needing fresh air and, and re rejuvenation and, and reinvigoration, we're talking about needing a blast of air 
from God himself. Are you out there this morning? Here's what Jesus said in John chapter 6, verse 63. The spirit, or the, the pneuma, the breath, gives life. The, the Spirit of God gives life. The flesh counts for nothing. The flesh can't do it for you. But the Spirit of God can. The words I have spoken to you, they are full of the Spirit, of the pneuma, of the breath and life. So here's what we learn. The Spirit gives life. And when the Word of God is spoken, those words breathe that breath of life into us. I love one of the, one of the, I study very hard to be a great communicator and some days I'm do well at it and other days I flop, but I work very hard to be a good communicator, but there is a difference between communicating thoughts properly and preaching the word of God. You see, there's something supernatural about preaching the word of God. Because it isn't just that we are communicating a good thought or a good idea or even just teaching something in reference to the Word. But, but there is something supernatural happens when that the Word of God is spoken, the breath and the life that comes with it is injected into the people who hear it and receive it. Jesus said, the words that I speak to you are life. So when we speak the Word of God, those who hear it have the opportunity to receive life. That's why you can come and you listen to uh, the, the, the Word of God preached or sung and you leave feeling better than when you came out. You should leave feeling energized and ready to take on the world. Why? You have just received from the breath of life. That's what separates communication from preaching. God is doing supernatural, something supernatural. Even when I am messing up and not communicating well, God is breathing into your life right now. The Holy Spirit, the breath or wind. Let's consider the implications of this. Uh, when I was young and growing up, we often uh, talked about the wind of the Holy Spirit. And this word is used interchangeably in Scripture, the breath or the wind. Uh, this wind and this breath of God. We, we would sing songs about there is a wind that's blowing all across the land, right? We would sing and we would talk about the wind of God. I can remember time and time and time again, my father standing up in, in prayer or even in a church service, and he would say, let the wind of God blow. What is he asking? He's saying, Holy Spirit, would you move on the people? Would you move in this place? Blow your wind, breathe your breath into our lives, into our midst, right? But let's talk about what that means. I want to give you three things because if, if, if the Holy Spirit is like the wind, we ought to be able to look at attributes of the wind and learn something about the Holy Spirit. Number one is this, wind is unseen. Wind is unseen. You cannot see the wind as hard as you try. Now you can feel it and you can see its effect on the environment, right? You can see the trees blowing in the wind. Uh, when, it, when a tornado comes through, you can see the aftermath of the wind. You can feel it on your body. You can take some grass from the ground, throw it up in the air, and you can watch which direction the wind is going by where it moves the grass, but you cannot see the wind. In the same way, we don't see the Holy Spirit. He is unseen. He's here, and he's moving, and he's working in the lives of his people. You can see the effects of it. Somehow, Pharaoh didn't look at Joseph and say, man, I see God. No, he said, 
the Spirit of God is obviously having an effect on this man. Are you tracking with me? So we can see God moving in the context of a service. We can see God moving. We can feel Him moving. One of the things that our worship leaders and our hosts and our pastors are constantly trying to do is feel what the Holy Spirit is doing. Feel the movement of the Holy Spirit and respond to it. We can see from our perspective when the Holy Spirit comes through and He begins moving on the hearts of people in the room. You can visibly see it throughout the congregation as the Holy Spirit is working on people's life and helping people and encouraging them. You can see the effects of the wind of God when He blows. Here's the problem. We don't like to believe in things we cannot see, things we cannot touch, things we cannot feel, things we cannot comprehend. It creates a problem. You see, we can believe in Jesus because we know that Jesus was a man. History proves, not even the Word of God, but history proves that there was a man named Jesus and that he was crucified and that he was resurrected. So we can believe in that, but believing in the Holy Spirit becomes very difficult and very controversial because we are believing in something we cannot see. We cannot catch the Holy Spirit. We cannot take Him apart and, and study Him in some scientific way. Instead, we have to rely on faith. Here's what the book of Hebrews says in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Faith is the confidence that we, what we hope for will actually happen. It gives us assurance about things that we cannot see. So if we're going to receive the Holy Spirit in our life and we're going to ask Him to move in our lives, here's what we have to do. We have to be willing to say, Holy Spirit, I can't see you, but I trust and I believe that you are there. I have assurance that you are there. Even though I cannot see you, I'm going to receive you anyway. We have assurance. about. I love the English Standard Version. It says, we have a conviction about things unseen. I'm going to tell you something in my life. I am convicted that the Holy Spirit is real and exists and walks with me every day. I am totally convicted about it. You can't change my mind. You can't change my appearance. Why? I've walked with him too long. I've felt him too often. I, I, I have seen him work too much. I am totally convicted of it, but it's the faith inside of me before I saw anything that helped me receive it. The New King James Version says the evidence of things not seen. We don't see him, but there is evidence around, so we believe in him. It takes faith. I want to challenge you today. If you are concerned about the Holy Spirit, unsure about the Holy Spirit, you're not quite certain how to take it, may I challenge you to put away doubt and by faith receive the Holy Spirit in your life. Number one, wind is unseen. Number two, wind is unpredictable. It's unpredictable. Not only can you not see it, but the wind has a tendency to change at a moment's notice. Any golfers in the room, men? Any golfers? Um, even if you're a wannabe golfer, it's okay. Just... You get out to, to, to hit a club, and, and the wind is blowing left to right, so what do you do? You compensate for the wind, and you're going to hit it and let the wind push it in, right? And right about the time you take your backswing, the wind decides to stop blowing for a moment. So what do you do? You hit it in the trees. Because the wind moves. The wind shifts. You're standing outside. The wind's blowing hard, and it's, and it's pushing beside, behind you. And then with, with what seems like for no reason, suddenly it changes direction. It's pushing you over to the side. Have you ever felt, like, felt that way? One minute, there's no wind. 
The next minute is blowing 20 miles an hour because the wind is unpredictable. And even with all of our models and our forecasts, it's still sometimes difficult to predict the wind. Wind is unpredictable. Wind goes where it wants to go. It does what it wants to do. It, do, it will not listen to you. You say, man, wind, I need you to stop. No, the wind listened to Jesus. <laughs> but as many times as I've pointed to the wind and said, stop blowing, I'm trying to play golf right now and you are messing up my golf game, the wind doesn't seem to care about my golf game. <laughs> because the wind is unpredictable. It does what it wants. It goes where it wants. It's constantly moving and shifting and changing. And the Holy Spirit is much the same way. He's constantly shifting and moving and changing and doing something different. That's the way he is. Here's what uh, the, the Bible says. Jesus said in John chapter 3, verse 8, the wind, and again, this word is pneuma, the same word we talked about in the Greek for spirit, the wind blows wherever it pleases. The Spirit of God blows wherever he pleases. You hear it sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it's going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit or of the pneuma. When the Spirit of God is working in your life, He's constantly moving. Just about the time you think you've got it all figured out, He'll shift things on you. And, and I believe there's a reason for that. I believe it is because um, man has a tendency to put his trust in systems and formulas over the unseen that we cannot control. We like to be able to control it and predict it. We like formulas that we know the outcome. And so we don't like the unpredictability of the Holy Spirit, so we push him away. But if we're not careful, we will put our trust in a system, a structure, the kind of cause and effect behavior that leads to legalism rather than a relationship. Ladies, your husband, many men are... Uh, men of structure or um, the, the word is slipping me we like to do the same thing you know we do this on Sunday we do this on Monday we do this routine right we like we like systems we like routine we like to know we don't we, we don't not all of us need a bunch of changes all the time but ladies if you've had five dates this year and all of them were to the Cracker Barrel you can't get it mixed up at all. I mean, you just, we, we can't get a little, I mean, my goodness, we can't even go to Lupe Tortilla one time. I mean, I love the biscuits and everything, but Jesus help us, you know? How many of you know that, that ladies, that gets boring? And, the, and it loses the life and the energy. And it's like every day we do the same thing. We are just existing, not really in a relationship. We do all the right things, but there's no life and energy. But it's sometimes the unexpected, the unpredictability. It's when your husband calls you at lunch on a Friday and says, hey, I don't know what plans you have tonight, but tonight I'm taking you to a nice dinner, and we're going to go, and we're going to have a blast, and it's just me and you. And you say, well, what about the kids? I've got the kids handled. How many ladies would love it if your husband did that every now and then? Man, look around now. Take it, take it. <laughs> right? It's that unpredictability that, that inserts energy and life into the relationship. And the same thing is true with God. He's always, he, he doesn't want it to be into the, the dull and the mundane and the lifeless and the, and the lack of energy, but he wants life and energy in your relationship. He wants it ever changing and ever moving. Don't get reliant upon systems and patterns and this is how we always do it with God. Expect him to move because he will. Even if those patterns were based off of 
the last time God moved in your life. You see, for good spirit-filled people, Pentecostal, charismatic people, it is easy to see what God used to do and get stuck thinking we have to repeat the same formula. But as you study throughout history, you see where in every move of God, different things happen. God, God, God reveals himself in a different way. And true, there are some similarities that go throughout, but every time you see characteristics of every revival and every great move of God. Why? Because God is always moving and ever changing, and he's always doing a new thing, and he's always shifting, but the unpredictability makes us nervous makes us nervous. Don't become reliant upon the method, but be totally dependent upon the person of God. The Holy Spirit is a person. We are in a relationship with him. You see, we struggle to reconcile the goodness of God with the mysteries of God. Why does he do it like that? I don't understand this about him. Why? I mean, he's supposed to be good, but I never see him work. Keep working. Keep following. Stay in relationship. In order to receive all that God has for you, you must get comfortable with the unexpected and the unpredictable. Rely on him, not just your senses. Accept the mystery as part of the relationship. It changes things and it keeps things exciting. Can I get an amen this morning? All right. I know I'm not laughing and telling funny stories today on myself, but it'll be okay. Number three. So number one, the wind is unseen. Number two, the wind is unpredictable. And number three, wind is powerful. Wind, wind is a powerful force. You lived through multiple hurricanes in this city. You have seen the effects that wind can have on a city. If you've watched tornadoes tear through a neighborhood or a town, you can see the effects that wind can have. You travel, especially towards the west, as you drive, if you drive through open areas, you will see these massive wind turbines, these white poles stick in the air with, with, with a, a fan on the top. And they're barely seen to be moving, but as the wind blows those huge blades, it's creating energy and powering cities because the wind is a powerful, powerful force. The Holy Spirit is the single most powerful force on the earth today. There's something supernatural about the Holy Spirit because he is God invading earth and, and stepping into our lives. It's divine. It's unseen. It's unpredictable power that has been here since the first day of Pentecost when God poured out his spirit on the, uh, the early believers. We all want to see the power of God in our lives, but the truth is it's easier to serve God on an intellectual level. It's easier to serve God on a level where we can see and understand, where we can wrap our, our mind around it, where we can wrap our hands around it, we can understand, okay, I can see this about God and I can understand this about God, and to some degree I can control this about God, so we stop there. If we contain something in our thoughts and understand and analyze it, then we feel like we have some control over it. Even the disciples were preoccupied with knowledge about God rather than a direct relationship with God. Look at what they said to Jesus. Jesus is trying to talk to them about things to come. And in Acts chapter 1, verse 5, John, ba John the Baptist, he baptized with water. But in just a few days, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. He goes on. 
So when the apostles were with Jesus, they kept asking, now, now I want you to get a picture of this. Jesus is saying, you're going to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. And instead of asking, who is the Holy Spirit? What is the Holy Spirit? What's that all about? No. All they want to know about is this. Lord, has the time come for you to free Israel and restore our kingdom? They were concerned about answering questions about the tangible. God, are you going to do this? Am I going to get this position? Am I going to get that position? Uh, uh, are you going to be set up as king now? And Jesus is like, listen, the Father alone has the, the authority to set those dates and times. You're worried about details and things you can comprehend, but they are not for you to know. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Guys, we're always fighting about this. You're always talking about things that you think are important. But what I'm trying to do is get you in relationship with me, get you in relationship with the Holy Spirit, fill you with power. And when you're filled with power, it don't matter. It won't matter when the time is coming because you will be out doing the work of God and you'll have the power to do great things in your life. But isn't that what we do? We get so caught up with God trying to figure out all the little details and what does this mean and what does that mean? Don't focus on knowing everything, but be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Embrace a relationship with Him and receive supernatural power. An intellectual gospel is always in, in danger of creating a God who looks like us, a God who is our size. People who need answers before they experience God will re reduce God down to the size of their own capacity. If we've got to understand God before we experience Him, then God can be no bigger than our own brains. Don't reduce God down to the size of your brain and your capacity, but allow God to be something that you don't fully understand and don't fully know. Ex accept God and receive the Holy Spirit before you have all the answers. He'll help you figure them out, but receive the power of God. We need more than human effort and ability in our, in our lives. We need the breath. We need the wind of the Holy Spirit. Zechariah chapter 4, verse 6 says it like this. It is not by force, nor by strength, but by my spirit, my ruah, my breath, my wind, says the Lord of heaven's armies. The battles you're facing today, yeah, there are things that you need to do, changes that you might need to make shifts that you need to make in your own mindset but let me tell you you're going to overcome you're going to do all that God has called you to do but you'll only do it by the breath and the wind of the Holy Spirit the power that invades your life I believe in the miracle working power of God I believe we ought to be strong we ought to be courageous we ought, we ought to be wise but whatever we do, we ought to be filled with the power of the Holy Spirit, with the breath of God. We got to get out of our own way. Stop trying to figure everything out about the Holy Spirit and just receive Him by faith. Pharaoh said, can we find anyone else like this man so obviously filled with the Spirit of God? Men, may I ask you a question of yourself. Would the world around you say the same of you? Would they say, you're so obviously filled with the Spirit of God? Ladies, what would the world say about you? If I were to tell them, 
hey, do you know so-and-so? Yeah, they're filled with the Spirit of God. Would they th look, think about what they know about you? And would they say, no, I don't see it. What do you mean by that? Or would they say, yeah, you know what? There is something different on their life. And I may not fully understand it or grasp it, but there is something different on their life. It must be the Spirit of God. We need the wind of God in our lives today. And the power of God came upon the early church fathers, the apostles, and all the way through the New Testament and all the way throughout history. When the power of the Holy Spirit steps in, He comes in and He does things and He shifts things and He changes things and He does miracles. And, and, and through His gifts, we see gifts released like the gift of healing, the gift of working of miracles, the gift of wisdom, the gift of uh, words of knowledge, the gift of prophecy, the gift of faith. And all these gifts invade our hearts and lives. We receive them when we receive the Holy Spirit. I was driving in this morning and I was praying like I always do. And I just began to sense that the Holy Spirit wanted to do something different today. And I thought, how fitting, Holy Spirit, that you want to do something different while I'm going to be talking about your unpredictable nature. <laughs> and I was just having a conversation with God because if you understand this or not, the Holy Spirit is not an it, but he is a he. He is a person. And, and, and he is a friend. And I talk to him daily and, and I encourage you to do the same. And I was just having a conversation and I was just saying, Holy Spirit, I feel totally relaxed today. Normally I'm a little amped up and a little wound up and, and, and feeling some pressure. But this morning I felt totally relaxed. And I said, Holy Spirit, you know, here's the thing. I feel totally calm and totally relaxed because it's not on me today. It's on you. I'm talking about you. So it's up to you to show up. Breathe upon us. Let your wind blow. May your people be filled with the presence of God and, the, and, and to be baptized in your Holy Spirit and do wonderful things in their life. It's up to you so you can do what you want. I'm going to preach and have a good time and then you're going you're gonna to change the hearts of people. You're going to do miracles. You're going you're gonna to heal bodies and you're going to heal marriages and you're going to turn financial situations around and, and you're going to heal relationships between parents and kids and, and, and you're going to do wonderful things today, God. That's totally on you so I feel no pressure and in just a few moments the Holy Spirit said to me okay I'm ready you begin to give me some instructions and here's what I want to do today haven't done this in a while but this is what I, I feel like the Lord wants us to do we're gonna open up these altars and I'm gonna pray for as many people as I can that's why I'm ending early today I'm going to pray for as many people as I can before we leave. Our pastors and elders are going to help me. We're going to, we're going to pray for as many people as we can. First of all, if you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit, you've never been baptized in the Holy Spirit, we want to pray for you. Secondly, if you need the power of God in your life in some way, doesn't matter to me how, the power of God comes to work miracles. I love the gift of working of miracles because it doesn't isolate us to one thing. Whatever a miracle might be to you, that's what God is capable of doing. Don't, don't close God down, but expand your mind and say, God, do what you want. You can work a miracle. And so if you want prayer today of anything in your life, any, anything you need, you just need the power of God to step in. He's here today. 
and he wants to help us.